tell you this part. I'm telling you this part. I'm telling you this part. I'm you got hoop rings. You can't get with hoop rings. Hoop rings. Oh, okay. I'm just take them off. I just take them off. What you mean? What you for? I mean, you got a fade. You don't have a fade. You need a fade. I need a fade. Oh, that's Got my barber with me, so we should be good. We should be good. That's, 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 no matter, no matter. You, you, have, you have a jacket on. A jacket? Oh, I'll take that jacket off. Here, here, here. Hold that for me. What about you? Taking the phones? Can you the phones? No phones here. Ain't got no phones. That's a $20 phone. cover charge. $20 cover yeah, charge. Oh, I got money. You should just tell me I got money. Man, you black, bro. You black. You can't get in. You black. You're not getting in here. So so that's what it was the whole time. Yes. That's what I'm saying. What yes. you give me the runaround for then? That's what I'm saying. Talking about Jordans and, and jackets and oh, I bought some extra dress suits and everything. That's what I'm saying. You say he's doing all that. He's giving me the runaround for Nothing else because of this weather's been trash. So it's weather trash. Head hair is a reoccurring state. There's you say what? I say head hair is a reoccurring state these days. <sighs> Pretty much. What you, what you been doing over there, man? Just sitting around? I watched um, the Tomorrow War. Cleaned up How a little bit. It was actually pretty good. Actually I had started that. Uh, okay, I'm, 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 uh, don't you have Vero still? Uh, I mean, I don't have the app, but I'm sure I got the account. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna check that out in Infinite. I might check out Infinite before I watch the game tonight. Infinite started off like a typical Mark Wahlberg movie. Mark Wahlberg and um, Daniel Etteflore, whatever his name is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started off decent. Uh, I can't say it's predictable yet, but you know, yeah, uh, I might check it out. I ran through the four Loki Loki episodes and I was like, nah. I mean, it's okay. But people are like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I was like, nah, it's okay. You have to understand something. You have a new generation of quote-unquote Marvel fans and I would classify them as stands now and they're the kind of people that pretty much watch these shows and have a mindset of Marvel can do no wrong. Because in my honest opinion, I haven't seen anything mind-blowing from any of these shows. And like I told you before, I still haven't finished, you know, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Uh, I felt WandaVision was unique, but I don't think it was great. I also think it was forgettable to an extent because, you know, it's not like it didn't have that rewatch appeal to it. How, you know, the great shows have that rewatch appeal. I don't think that any of these shows have a rewatch appeal. Um it's still awkward to me that Marvel is creating these where so many people died in, you know, that what what I would consider that first generation of movies. It's just odd to me that they're they're going back. Like this Black Widow movie, like I don't I would I couldn't be excited for it just based on the fact that she's dead. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing now? What are we doing? 
you know, and they're they're labeling it a prequel. And, you know, I see this Shang-Chi movie and I'm just like, I know it's going to be a bunch of pandering. And if the movie's not successful, they're probably going to do a, a, a Mulan badgering of it by making it seem like, oh, they they recorded this in parts of China where there were Uyghur Muslims or some bullshit. They, they'll try to find a way to, <laughs> to sabotage this movie. You know, I just, I don't got time for the bullshit no more. Um, Suicide Squad looks, it looks intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it maybe, looks maybe way better different than the from the first one. <laughs> you like the first one, which is fine. It, I just, it wasn't, I it thought wasn't, first... it wasn't bad. Suicide Squad was awful. It wasn't bad, but once again, that's just my, like no, no, like seriously. You you have you have like a a comic book historical. No, 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 that has no. You first of all, hat hair. No, you ain't gonna do me like that. <laughs> You're not about to do me like that. That has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> I found a gray in there too. So, oh, you finally got some gray coming in, man. Did you finally. see LeBron at his son's game, bro? Good lord, that happened overnight. You, he must be dying it during the season, or because <laughs> I mean, and then at the same time, why are you dying it? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a day older than LeBron, and I have little pack, little what's up. You're not as stressed as LeBron. Yeah, no, I'm not as stressed. I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah. I, I'm. Glad, I mean, in all honesty, I definitely think that's that's a myth, but it's it's a myth that has not been proven wrong. They it it, it coincides so well. Like I see people doing things to age themselves quite often, and I can only imagine how it is to be a billionaire athlete. Like that's stressful. I would I wouldn't want that life. I would want the accesses he has, but I wouldn't want the uh, notoriety and the the popularity he has. Not at all. But yeah, my ADHD ass lost my train of thought. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. That first one, it more along the lines to me was awful because I feel like they're not really. It's not really even. It's not really an interesting group of characters you only have maybe three or four characters that i really find interesting and i really feel like harley quinn is not even one of them i think they're 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 beating the harley quinn thing over the head and i've talked to you about that like when you look at modern day feminism and you look at harley quinn that's everything that modern day feminism stands for like the 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 violent woman that pretty much doesn't have to you know, you know, deal with the consequences of being reckless and thinking this shit is just funny. Like seeing seeing Harley Quinn do and say the things she does, um, it's entertaining from a perspective of like, oh yeah, you know, this this is just a comic book movie. But it's a lot of references to the. I still haven't seen Birds of Prey, but That's I'm, I'm well. Yeah, I'm. I'm st- I mean, I I just lost interest in comic book films like. Like I said, I mean, the last thing I felt that that I watched that was that was comic book related was Invincible, and um, I'm glad that that was more of a Watchmen type thing where you don't really know these characters. It ex- these, this comic book exists, but it's very underground, very niche market. Now it's mainstream. That's fine. I think I'll probably get more enjoyment out of those type of um, characters moving forward. Like. I don't think I'll be excited for Blade because 
I think that they're probably going to do a lot of pandering in Blade. I mean, you know I could care less about Black Panther 2. Um, what are the just, chances that Blade is gay? 50% chance. I think I think it's a high percentage that they they, they come out and they make him gay or bisexual of some sort. Yeah, I just see yeah. that as a move. Because of the fact that his bloodlust, I know that they're probably... Because they've always had this obsession with trying to make it seem like vampires. Whatever it takes to get blood. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll swoop up on a man, you know, be on a man's neck, be on a woman's neck. And then they, they'll try to twist that and make it, you know, homosexual if they can. Which, you know, like I said, I, I've gotten to the point where... I'm not necessarily used to it. I'm just glad that I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware of the agenda. And as long as I'm aware of the agenda, I'm fine. Like, you could do it as much as you want. You could do all this all this broke back mountain shit you want. If I if I if I don't find this shit entertaining, I just turn it off. Because yeah. when it's all said and done, I I'm I I long for a thought-provoking content and shit that is entertaining as well. You know, I'm I'm fine with that, but when when you start trying to make you, when you start trying to normalize and and you know make my world more degenerate than it already is yeah i kind of have a problem with that every every single move that's being made today is being used to engineer society into a fashion that i personally don't agree with but at the end of the day i mean 80 years from now i won't even be here and I know a lot of these changes probably won't even, you know, really start really, you won't really start feeling a lot of these changes for another 10, 15 years, you know, and by that time, I'll be that old man waving my fist in the air, far removed from, you know, society in the sense, like, I won't give a shit about You, you won't have an impact anymore. Exactly, exactly. Um, I would like to, in, in a sense, but once again, I don't, I don't want to... I like living my private life, man. I think, I think living a life where people, quote unquote, kind of have to guess what type of lifestyle you live. I think that that is like the ultimate flex these days, and I think those people get the most hate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think to be in a position to control what people think and see of you is a huge flex because although we know that we live in a society where people only post their highlights, I think we've gotten to the point in social media where we pretty much know a lot of that is cap. I think we can all kind of agree like, uh, I'm not going to now. Let me, let me take that back. I'm wrong. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. No, Cause I can't say people are still doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't say that, and in the same breath, say that people, people's lives are where they are right now due to the high exposure of thinking somebody's doing better than them. So a lot of people don't understand that it's cap. So I can't say that, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like my life is 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 fairly boring on social media. I don't think my life is boring at all, though. But I think my social media life is pretty boring, and I and I I, I think that that's to me a good thing because I don't think people expect much from me personally. Mm-hmm. How do you I, feel I, about I, your? I feel like my life is boring in general, <laughs> in both both social media and 
in in quote unquote reality in the in the, in the physical, I guess you could say. But it's and and I'm okay with that for the most part because I know that if I want to do something, I'm not doing you, something. Why are you in okay the sense with that? of because if I feel like I'm doing something, I'm not doing it in the sense of oh, everybody else is having fun. I need to go have fun too. I'm going to do it in the sense of this is what I consider fun. If I want to go to a new restaurant, that's going to be something fun to me. If I want to go to the movies alone, that's going to be something fun to me. If I want to, you know, take a road trip to a new city, that's going to be fun to me. And if you let social media, and I, and I, and I have to base this on the circles that I interact in and the circles that I follow, you know, hey, going to sit at a hookah spot for three hours isn't going to be fun to me. But if I go to if I go to No Boundaries Happy Hour on Friday and it lasts from five till eleven, and you know watch a sporting event or something like that, that's gonna be fun too. So I guess I I guess it's like I don't have to keep up with the standard of what people call fun. I don't feel like just because it's a holiday weekend that I need to go get plastered and be, you know, on Lake Lanier you know, playing with my life or something like that. No, it could be a holiday weekend. I'd be like, you know, and I just want to kick it at the house and watch, you know, movies on Amazon Prime or whatever I decide to do. And they can be fun to me. Um, I guess I'm saying my definition of fun doesn't have to fit a standard. And if you look at that as boring, then you look at it as boring because I might look at it as boring, but it's lowering my stress and lowering my stress is fun to me. lowering stress should be fun to anyone if you're in a, a stress lowering or uh, a unstressful environment that should be a blessing you should love that but then again i think some people just love noise and chaos they love distraction but um i was thinking about something that you just said like people's what people have set as the standard for fun to me once again it's like that Harley Quinn thing I was just saying. I think people find reckless behavior, behavior that should receive some. It's behavior that when some shit goes wrong, you're looking at you. You people looking from the outside in are like, well, you're gonna have consequences for that. Like that, you know, that type of behavior usually leads down a path that, you know, hey, the results may not be so pleasurable. I think that's the type of fun that has been standardized like we like that type of fun that type of fun has been normalized and we make excuses for it and i think that that mindset has become super dangerous it's become extremely dangerous to where we're getting into so many things to where we have to ask ourselves like what are the long-term effects of this we we're not gonna know like we're the guinea pigs for this because we get more and more reckless with each generation, you gotta think about it. I mean, it was a point of time in American history where probably just drinking, you know, moonshine, you know, or wine was like, that was like highly progressive, you know? Yeah. And the, the I, I would say it may have been a higher level of purity, but I think even then, I think, I think alcohol back then percentage wise, you probably had to drink a lot of that shit and they probably was drinking a lot of that shit. They probably was getting, you know, the shit we paid, the shit we going to Midtown for, paying fifteen dollars for. They probably was getting that shit for a nickel. <laughs> and getting you know obliterated, bro. Come on, 
Come on, man. Paying a nickel for some for some shine. Getting, <laughs> Inflation, man. Inflation. Inflation like a motherfucker, man. But like And then and then legally, look, y'all gotta chill out. Y'all gotta dilute this. <laughs> that's what that's yeah, yeah. I can imagine, you know, that that's definitely how it probably went about. Oh, or, or I, it's, it's it's like I sell it once for a nickel, I dilute it, they sell it three times. Yeah, it definitely in the early stages, definitely in the early stages. But somewhere along the lines, I would say, like, after prohibition, you probably definitely start getting this. Although it was still cheap, you still start getting a a, 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 a liquor that was, you know, mildly potent, you know. But but either way, either way, you just got to think about how far we've come in regards to, like, that type of behavior being like there was like. They literally would say alcohol was the root cause of domestic violence, you know, throughout the early 20th century, you know. But if you just think about how long alcohol has been around, like alcohol is centuries, centuries old. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been drinking some type, some form of of liquor. Like I just think about Game of Thrones, like boy, just sitting there well, all day, just on their wine. On that wine. On that wine, up. bro. Never seen nobody drink water. Man, on their wine, just humping their sister, wilding out there. <laughs> Come on, in a room full of prostitutes. Where's the wine? Where's the wine? But that's what. But once again, we have progressed. We've progressed to the point of, I mean, this shit is a art now. You going somewhere? They mixing Grandma Yay, Hennessy, Hypnotic. They putting some tequila in there. Orange juice, grenadine, they doing all kind of fancy shit with this stuff. And then people wake up in the morning and they, they don't they can't they can't feel they, they all they feel is they brain throbbing. So mm-hmm. hey, we don't know what the long term effects of this is gonna be. It had a it had a it had a nice name to it, so it was worth it. Drink it was, up. Shit, it was called it was called Hitler's hand bomb. We, <laughs> we own the Hitler's hand bomb. <laughs> and it was delicious. I had three it of was, them. Or, or you exactly. go to those places where it's like, yeah, there's a limit of two of this one drink. Word? Oh, it must mean it's good and strong. Let me get the, let me get two of them then. First of all, what price did you just say? Did I say a price? I thought you said two for eleven. I don't know why. I oh I was... no, I said, I, I said a limit of two. Oh 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 no, a limit of two means you need to not consume that at all. That, at all, not even the one. <laughs> Yeah, just just yeah. I mean, it's like that for. I think they say they have something like that on Bourbon Street where, if if you can finish the first one, you can get a second one. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, if it's a challenge to finish the first one, I don't even know if I want that second one. Like, why would I sign my liver up for that? Hey man, I went to Bourbon Street to this one place. It was like three for the price of one, and that was the only drink I had that night. I I literally spent less than seventy five minutes on Bourbon Street before I was messed up. Damn! I got that one drink. I was like, "All right, I'm I'm done. Let's let's, let's go back to the hotel. I am done. I, was, I can you, no was, longer function at this this level." Was you Miami boat party messed up or Jay's thirtieth <sighs> birthday messed up? Oh, God, <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't there to help you. 
He was not there to help you either of those times. Hey, man, <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, like I said, man, we're in a weird, we're in a weird part of history. We're in a weird part of history. But all I know is, you know, this we, there's going to be a cost to pay for this reckless behavior, these reckless decisions, these reckless, this reckless culture. Like I be sitting here, man, and like. I just remember, like, growing up, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and I, I looked at rappers. I knew rappers were flashy, but, I mean, rappers were so – rappers were flashy to the point of – you probably they probably had to be on Pit My Ride to see how flashy they were. Like, you know, or, like, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. You know, like, yeah, you know, and you kind of got a glimpse. You're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. These guys going platinum and blah, blah, blah. But now, like – rappers are like annoying with it it's like yeah i just got this maserati massaging chair i just got these you know <laughs> i just got and these. i and I, I know i brought this up before but i'm bringing it up again since men started driving suvs they start calling them trucks you ever notice that really i didn't know that when, when women were driving them you know it's an suv but now that men are driving them it's a truck like oh I got I got the Lambo truck or I got you know the the Maybach truck it's like this is a SUV sir why are we calling it a truck oh we call it a truck because men driving and you don't want to say you drive an SUV like I don't I don't get it hmm. I never you never had that conversation with me oh yeah it, it, it's it just you know one of the small things that bothers me that's interesting I, I you just made me realize that you're right I do see that quite often I I don't technically said i know the difference i think i know the difference i mean i know what a truck is and i know what an suv is but is a truck an suv by the by the by the traditional definition i would consider a truck to have some kind of towing towing bed yeah yeah Yeah, i would i would assume that and i would consider an suv to have an enclosed trunk i believe an suv is a more sporty version of a van and I think that's why they're probably trying to call it a truck because they don't want to seem like they're driving a soccer mom's van. So it's like they're trying to get away from that stigma of even making you think that's what it is. And I'm just like, I mean, once again, uh, it's a sports I mean, utility vehicle. You know how we are with our egos. And I don't say we as men. I say we as humans. Definitely as humans. Such fragile little and, things, and and the non-binary too, because I don't know if they like just aren't you know man and woman, but are they not of a specific species? See, I had someone tell me the other day when I laughed at them on Instagram when uh, they were talking about putting that, I guess the third option on the passports, mm-hmm. and uh. I was, you know, I just made a, sarca- a sarcastic comment, and then I eventually had to turn off my notifications because I was getting slammed <laughs> by these creatures. Um, but I mean, once again, these people believe everything is a social construct. So they believe male and female is a social construct. So, with that being said, they believe that there is an in between, so to speak. There's a possibility of an in between. So in between there is non-binary. It's someone that you can't say is a male, someone you can't say is a female. Us normal people will just call that person confused. They call it non-binary. 
I mean, that's just pretty. That's the simplest way to put it, in my opinion. I mean, no matter how no matter how savvy I try to get my 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 words on this whole concept of there are more than two genders. At the end of the day, there's just two genders. Like there's it's not up to it's not up for debate. <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, there you have it. There you have it. I mean, like we we. Like, media, like, like we spoke about earlier, you have to start drawing hard lines somewhere. You have to. You have you to. You just can't let everything run off the rails. But the people that have power of the media, the people that have power of our schools, they have power over our over big tech. They pretty much have power over mainstream thought. Um, it's going to be a matter of time before. I mean, if they're adding it to the passport already. There's nothing you can do about it. We're we're done. There's no the the, the hard line that was drawn it was pretty much drawn in sand. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like I mean, we as a I say it all the time, we are a failed society. Like and I and I and a lot of it I blame on the other side, whether you call them Republicans or conservative. I think that they're pussy and they don't have spine. And I think the fact that they're like that eventually you get to where you are today because people will argue with you and be like, well, you know, Republicans, you know, they, they wanted slavery and blah, blah. Once again, I think that it's universally understood that servitude in that fashion is pure evil. And I think humanity had to get to the point to realize People should not be enslaved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that was just at some point you would have to reach that. And that type of progression was necessary to make sure that we were in a society where you didn't have to worry about, oh, these group of people are going to try to overthrow these group of people. If you get it to where everybody feels equal in a sense, well, because equality, true equality will never be met. You'll never have true equality. Never. But if you had it to where a society was that close to, like, coexisting, to where, where I believe you have, you see the coexistence when you go to the suburbs. You When you put down social media and you're just living life you see that we can coexist fairly well. Outside of politics and people's internal dialogue, for the most part, we go through we go through life without really having to worry about, you know, a lot of us go through life without having to worry about being lynched. You know, you know what I mean? Like we are coexisting and I feel like the the that that racist shit had to be done away with at some point like because because it can't it happens throughout history like there were all every skin color on this planet in every race every culture every there's a dark history in every corner of everybody's culture like mm-hmm. there's not just one specific race that is specifically extremely racist if you want to be honest like come on there's so, not one that's specifically extremely extremely racist and there's a one that has experienced zero racism that bottom line and once again that's not up for debate but 
what we're experiencing now, to me, once again, is that you gave motherfuckers an inch, and they're definitely trying to go miles and miles. Like, they're like, that inch is just not enough. And I'm like, I get it. Like, we saw what we can do with progress. We There are certain factions of society where progress is necessary. I get it. But, like, now I really feel like we're moving more and more towards the bizarre. Like, I truly do believe that, you know, it's going to come to a point where they're going to tell you straight up, hey, women are allowed to beat men up. You know what I'm saying? They'll mm-hmm. get to a point of telling you, hey, if, if that if that teacher wants to have sex with that little boy, that's fine. As long as they get, you know, parent permission. If if these little girls want to come to school with their asses half out, that's fine. You know, if... Go ahead. Circulate cuts if they're not having it. You say what? Circulate cuts if they're not having it. <sighs> How'd you feel about that? Because you 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 laughed, but you didn't really comment. Uh, to me, it seems a little lopsided. <laughs> it's like everything except for hey, you can't come in here with a do rag on and some baggy clothes. It seemed to be targeted towards women. And then, as I did a little more of a Twitter dive, I heard that you know that was the um, owners, the female owners, um, doing because she's caught her husband in the restroom with guests or customers, I guess you could say, numerous times. So I'm like, so is the issue with how your customers dress or is the issue with your husband? Because to me, it sounds like the issue is with your husband and you making your guests, your customers put on more clothes isn't going to make that man not want to cheat on you any less. But overarching, if that's your dress code, that's your dress code. If it stops you from having your business, then it stops you from having your business. Hey, man, you got to understand Well, you ain't got to understand, but I would like you to understand that the motivation behind a lot of laws usually stem from one person, stems from one person a lot of times or a group of people. I mean, the only reason, one of the one of the main reasons prohibition even took place was like I was telling you earlier, it was one of the leading causes of domestic violence. So it was mainly women that were advocating against alcohol in those early times because they felt that alcohol was the fuel to violence against women. And a lot of men, after they would come home, you know, get off for a long day at work, what they what they were doing. They was going to the bars. They were going to the taverns. They was getting sloppy drunk. They come home, you know, not pay attention to the kids and beat their wives. Seems like that was a norm back then. So with enough, with a group of women being victim to that, that caused them to be like, you know what? We don't want y'all drinking liquor anymore. Like, so if I'm, if I'm listening to what you just said, that is the same mindset because she's saying, you know, I'm affected by, this these women coming in here looking trashy and it's affecting my business. My 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 business partner is not able to focus. So this small group of women back in the day that were affected because you gotta think about it. Every man wouldn't come home sloppy drunk beating their wives. But enough, you know, it, it, it affected enough women to where it's like, hey, you know, like you I'm getting my ass beat. My my 
you know, my 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 kids don't have a a coherent father. This woman had a has a business partner. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that's her business partner, and it, it it impacts her in that way. I know it seems like two totally different things, but I'm just saying that a lot of times the motivation between behind rules and laws it just really just stems from how somebody feels. Like, I mean, a lot of gay right laws really just stem from the fact that. A lot of gay people just didn't want to be in a closet anymore. A lot of gay people, you know, like they they felt like, hey, you know, I don't want to be in a closet no more. And it's always a slippery slope. So like you just said, you know, in regards to Turkey Leg Hut, like you're coming down on on women, a small group of women, because every woman doesn't come in there with a bonnet on, they ass hanging out in a do-rag or whatever. Like, I get trying it. Trying to you're sleep trying with the to... owner. Exactly. Exactly. Like, but, I mean, how else do you police that? Because you always got to think about it. Like, it's always a way to police things without being so direct. Because that's what we always try to do. We want to police things without being direct. Because it's a very passive-aggressive. We're very passive-aggressive as human beings in general, but especially in this culture. So her putting that, her being able to establish that, if they actually police that, if it doesn't work, then you'll probably see, you know, less of an enforcement of it. But if you see a change, then, you know, in a sense, you'd be right. It's like that dude that pulls up from half court. You say it's a bad shot until he makes it. Right. He throws the Hail Mary, and he gets a touchdown. You, it's a bad pass until the nigga on the other side catch it. Or remember back um, when the restaurant owner in Dallas was talking about, you know, hey, y'all ain't going to be twerking and standing up on my furniture and doing all this other stuff. If you want to do that, then go somewhere else. It's, the, it's it's really simple. I mean, I went to a place not too long ago, and I actually talked to some of the people that were involved with the marketing of this place where I went to, and it was a little bit of a low-key place. It was cool. And um, they just told me straight up, they were just like, you know, we want a lot of people to come here. And we know hip-hop is the mainstream. For, like, that's mainstream. Hip-hop is mainstream. Most people go places these days. They wanna, they wanna hear hip hop, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, hip hop brings out certain behavior and it brings out certain people. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very upbeat. Like it's not, it's not like oh yes, let me sit here and sip my Chardonnay and listen to the lyrical stylings of Dark Man X. Like it, it's, no. it's not that kind of environment. No. No. And that's important because you have to understand in an environment where you already have alcohol. I mean, in a, one reason why I, I, I kind of laugh and I don't really get mad is because I know people are going to get mad when they see or hear things like that. But I'm like, they're not necessarily playing white music either. It's not like they're in this bitch playing heavy metal, rock and roll. Like they're playing pop music. They're playing maybe even elevated music. They're playing music to where if you get so drunk, the only reason that you start wilding out is to the music in your head because there's nothing really here to like amp you up. Like they're not even playing EDM music. It's just, it's really just pop bullshit. Might get some Taylor Swift, might get some Bruno Mars, you know, might get some, some old black eyed peas or something. But the fact of the matter is, they're just trying to create an environment where you at least hear some music playing. You're not bored out of your mind, 
but you're drinking alcohol, you're hanging out with friends, you know, but it's, they don't want to encourage you, like you said, to stand on chairs. They don't want to encourage you to do stupid shit to where their furniture ends up broken or mm-hmm. they bouncers, bouncers lives are in danger because they got to break up fights every hour. You know, that music really does play. You already have an environment fueled with alcohol and then you, you come on. It, it's common sense to me. Like even even when we were at Bar Louie and, you know, I was telling you, oh, I like this song, this Big Sean song. I like this with Chance Rapper and Tanache. The volume to the song, the volume to the music, excuse me, was at a level to where you really had to be listening to hear it. Yeah, because I barely could hear it. And then, like, I seen I seen Chris, they were at, um, I think the restaurant's name is Kiss. And, like, the food looked good. But the music sounded like it was club level. And it's like, how do you eat peacefully with such loud music? And this might just be me being old, you know, nah, and living that, nah. that, that like how, how am I eating peacefully with the lyrical stylings of Darkman X blaring at, you know, this absurd number of decibels? Dog, I, I experienced that when I went to locker room. I mean, I think locker room is a, it's a cool place, you know, nice little vibe, but and the food was good, but Jesus Christ, I don't need money bag yo in my ear like that. I do not need money bag yo in my ear like that when I'm just trying to eat these these chicken and waffles, bro. Like it's 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 distracting. It's I wanted to leave immediately, and that's what I did. It's not comfortable. I'm trying. I don't. I, I just remember the the service being bad at the Atomic Bottle. I remember they doing they were doing karaoke. So yeah, I guess listen, you get a pass listen, there, but listen, I got a friend doing a, a a birthday thing there next week, and it's like God, you could have picked any other place on the planet, but you chose that place. I mean, that place is awful. I do not care. Like Atomic Bottle in Houston, Texas, is awful. It's and the, the crazy thing about it is, once again, even though I can say this, I can always say something positive. Like I get it. It's a nice little spot. It looks nice in the inside, pretty spacious, but the service is horrible. The service is horrible, and I really don't understand what I'm getting out of this place. Because at the age that I'm at, I'm all about, I think everybody's about a vibe. But, like, when I'm thinking about a vibe, like, I want the vibe to be where I'm, I feel like, oh, yeah, I could bob my head to music if I wanted to get up and just, you know, kind of just walk around like it. I feel safe. I don't feel like a, I don't feel clustered. I don't feel the need to, like, kind of rush to try to get to a spot. You know, mm-hmm. I feel comfortable. Like, you know, when you go somewhere, the music is good. The vibe is good. You feel comfortable. And you don't really worry about being screwed over on prices, you know. Everything is going to be quality. I know everybody measures those things differently because clearly this guy likes this place. But once again, his motivation for going there is going to be totally different from mine. Because like I said, if I'm going somewhere to spend my money with someone, I want to know that I'm going to get decent service. I mean, come on, B, B plus. Give me that. Give me at least B, B plus. I, I'll fuck with you then. Hey, bro, is is Waffle House even giving B plus? And I and I'm going back all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
they're pretty attentive. I'm, let me let me not slander the great Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing that ruins Waffle House for people is it's the people that come in there. Waffle House yeah. does what they're supposed to do. They do what they're supposed to do. They're not police officers. They're not supposed to be in that bitch. <laughs> like they're they're in that hole to make your breakfast food and get you out of there. They don't need mm-hmm. to get you out of there safely because they're not serving alcohol. <laughs> like. If anything, you know, their restroom got to be in, in decent order. But come on, Waffle House has bare minimum to do. I really think restaurants have bare minimum to do. Provide decent customer service. Your prices are what they are. I don't really too much complain about prices. But if your prices are going to be ridiculous, this is my thing. I walk into a True Lux. I walk into a Fogo de Chow. I'm walking into a restaurant that is seemingly high-priced restaurant, it's upscale. So I expect upscale service, upscale behavior. Exactly. I'm going to say it again. I walk into an upscale place, I expect upscale behavior, upscale service. I'm not going to want to go into these places where I'm spending $70 a plate and their chairs are taped up. Their, their, Their waitresses have bad body language. You know, like, because there's ways to go around that. If you realize that you're wearing your 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 staffing your staffers out, you may want to divide up your shifts better. You may want to you may want to do breaks better to where pretty much it's on a rotation. People are pretty much full of energy. Everybody's good. Cause I'm mm-hmm. all I'm saying is if, if a lot of these little and, and at shift, those prices you should have sufficient staff. Yes. In my opinion. And 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 you see this with a lot of I would say a lot of black owned businesses because you know I think we have that mentality that we got to get rich overnight. We really don't have that slow and steady, you know, let me give you, let me give you something that you're going to want to keep coming back to. We have that. Hey, if I can make $500 off this one person, this one time, great. Instead of, Hey, let me make a hundred dollars off of this person 10 times in a month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And so it's like, all right. If I, if I if I have less staff, that's less money I have to pay out. That's more money coming in. If I if I get my cousin, you know, to work for me, and you know, I ain't got to pay them, you know, what I regularly pay, you know, somebody else. Like like we 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 tend to cut corners. So we black, they black, they get it, they understand. But it's like no, we want the same same service that you would give them. Give that to us. Let's let's if we're establishing something for us, let's not cut corners because it's us. Let's raise the bar because it's us. Straight up, straight up. I I mean, good business is all about. You know your business is good when the customer's returning. Yeah, that's you know your business is good. Then you also, and, and I think an old head told me a long time ago, man. He said, you know, you want to know if the food good in the restaurant you go into, you look at a table, and if they got their food. And they, 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 they take them. You don't see their head come up for a long time. You, you know what's up. They in there. If they in there. <laughs> yeah, you know. But if you know, they just sitting around. You know, I mean, I, I just thought that that was a, you know, some good, a good message. It, it makes sense. It's bottom line. It makes sense. So I yeah. I still can't believe you haven't been to Breakfast Club. I haven't been to Turkey Leg Hut either. Yeah, you probably won't go to Turkey Leg Hut now. Because uh, also. It's a hundred dollar minimum now. Like you make that hundred dollar reservation, and then you you must spend at least a hundred dollars for you to you know 
like you you make that reservation and you put basically put a hundred dollar deposit down and you're losing that hundred whether you spend it or not. Is that hard to do if you're making a reservation? Because if you're going making a reservation, I would imagine it's a group of four minimum. I would, I, you would you would think so, and I think it, it takes four people. Or if if it's if I think if if you're going to spend a hundred dollars at Turkey Leg Hut, mind you, I haven't been in a while. I think it'll take four people or at least three men. And what's men, your average? I don't, I don't think I don't think men you spend a hundred dollars at Turkey Leg Hut. Oh, and that's and I would say that's that's getting food and two drinks. Would you spend about twenty five, forty bucks? Wrong. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm saying drinks. Well, then again, if drinks are fifteen bucks, that's sixty dollars already. They serve alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, hundred dollars isn't hard to spend. Never mind. I just did the math. Yeah, hundred dollars isn't hard to spend. Okay, I didn't this, know they serve alcohol. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> When I when I hear these minimums and stuff, it just lets me know that once again, it's a real passive aggressive approach to a problem. You know, like why would somebody make reservations? I mean, if you're making a reservation, you making a reservation for one person just to sit at a whole table by yourself. I mean, I get that. That's like I'm like, okay, we need this to stop happening because this one table you sitting at for 45 minutes. You just screwed me out of a hundred dollars minimum because that yeah. table that you sit at right there probably would have been three or four people. Like there has to be like a time of day, a cutoff where this stuff makes sense. And like I said, it's just a passive aggressive approach of telling people you're not going to come in here and screw us out of money because we had like th- this for every table. We believe we can make this much money based off the fact that we are this successful. But I mean, these things shouldn't have to be said, but I guess they're they they know who their audience is. It's I guess it's really that simple, but yeah, I, I yeah. If, if you're coming in by yourself, you better grab a seat at the bar. And they do have a bar, correct? They do have a bar. Yes. Do people go in there and sit at the bar, or you still have to wait I'm, in line for that? I think you still wait in line. Hmm. I think you still waiting, and and and, I, and I, but then again, I've never went in there solo and said, "Hey, let me get a seat at the bar." So, I am not that much, uh, big of a fan of food. That's what it boils down to. Like I, I, I eat food for survival purposes. I enjoy the taste of food, but I don't see myself standing in long lines for food. I will make online reservations to make the the experience quicker like if i'm going to texas roadhouse texas roadhouse usually has a decent line but usually you could just do texas roadhouse online get in there by the time you get there you're going straight in i can do stuff like that but i'm not about to stand in a lunch line like a child for food (laughs) i can't do it bro and there's there's been times like the last time i went turkey leg cut there was a line and when we got in, it's like, oh, there are a lot of empty tables here. Why is there such a long line? And that takes it back to the staffing. Oh, you you only have enough staff to fill out, you know, three of your four sections. So that's why there are empty tables and a long line outside. And a lot of that is optics, you know, hey, you know, let me have this line long just so people are popping in here. But sometimes it's staffing. And I've never been to a place to have dinner by myself like a turkey leg hood. 
Like if I'm gonna eat by myself, I'm gonna go to probably a more relaxed kind of place. That that turkey leg. I go to Black Walnut. I would go to Black Walnut. That's as bougie as I get, bro. I'll go there but, by myself. I I don't even because I wouldn't consider turkey leg hut to be bougie. I, I, the reason I consider turkey leg hut to be bougie is looking at that list. <laughs> that list seems a little bougie to me, but also it's become so mainstream and it's such a touristy spot that I just kind of feel see. like it's bougie in that sense. Cause you will stand that line shit. You might get somebody from England in that line. You might get somebody from Canada in that line because of what Turkey leg cut has become. So, you know, but see, cause I would, I, I would look at breakfast club as to be bougie, but when, when, when it's, it's under that definition, then yeah. I'm not saying that these are, these are horrible restaurants that, you know, it's like, ugh. I'm, I'm basically eating at McDonald's. I'm not saying that by far, but I'm just saying like the level of bougie. I'm not saying this is True Lux. I'm not saying this is McDonald's. I'm saying this is a nice, you know, median of restaurant here. Yeah, I mean Cheesecake Factory. You know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go in Cheesecake Factory by myself. I don't know. I wouldn't go in Cheesecake Factory by myself. I could. I probably would. I probably would. Well, yeah, today probably would, but when I was have, like they going, a, they, have, they have a bar. If I'm going somewhere by myself, I'm probably gonna sit at the bar. Unless I go to Ruth Chris, then I'm sit at a table in the bar area. But yeah, I probably I probably do cheesecake solo dolo. They say Morton's got a nice happy hour. Morton's does have a nice happy hour and a nice lunch special too. Wow, wow! See that that would be bougie, like yes, yes, very much so. But uh. You know, you, you know, gotta live a little sometimes. But once again, I don't. I ain't even that much of a foodie. Like I just, I, I, I'm not going out like that. Like you see me, man, Bar Louis, fried pickles, old fashioned. I'm out, bro. <laughs> like, true, true, true. Get some chicken tenders. Get some street tacos. I'm a simple guy. I don't. I don't need. I don't need uh, the lobster tails and the you know duck sauce. I don't need all that fly shit, man. <laughs> I like to eat Take, something that I'm familiar with because if I'm spending my money on it, I want to know that this is gonna be good. I don't want to have to question if it's gonna be good. Unless I'm in, unless I'm in uh, another country, I'll give it. I'll give one one dish. I'll try some some fly shit. I'm still baffled that I tried octopus. Been in another country, but not being in a what's that? I said I'm still baffled that I tried octopus, but I did. Speaking of being in another country, but not being in another country. You remember how good all the sweet potatoes were in Puerto Rico? Jesus Christ, those sweet that was they were so good. That was they must yeah, they definitely have a farm out there where like they know what they doing. Like that was the that was their meal. That was their appetizer of choice for sure. Yeah. yeah they did that. No matter where we went, those sweet potato fries were on point. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, was, sweet potato fries are usually good, but I have had some that were like dry. You know, had some that just you know they felt they like they came out of a, a deep freezer, but yeah, Puerto Rico did did just fine. They did just fine. Anywho, you ready for the Olympics? <laughs> the Olympics, because uh, I know what the Olympics it's it's becoming. I I used to enjoy the Olympics. When I worked at a certain job, it was a job I worked at and like I was there for about six years and um, it would be fun when the soccer came around 
and basketball came around, like, and you could just see like the the united spirit of people like claiming their homeland, and like I just I like that job because it was a lot of foreigners at that job, and I, that's really why I like the Olympics. And that's that I haven't I ain't been at that job since what 2012, so um that that was why I like the Olympics. Now when I'm like once again kind of for lack of a better term third eye open type of deal, <laughs> it's just a lot of. It's just more political mumbo jumbo. I'm not gonna care about, bro. Like I don't want to see any of that grandstanding, any of that. Oh, I'm on the world. I'm on the world's biggest stage, so I gotta make a statement. I'm over all that shit now, bro. Like, cause I just look at these people like they're, they're, they're like they're plants, like they're like industry plants, so to speak. Like, but I know a lot of them aren't. Like a lot of them are just selfish. A lot of them are just doing these things because, you know. They may end up losing an Olympic trial, but in the midst of them mm-hmm. losing, they're like, let me make a statement because I'm so selfish. I want to I want to take this away from the winners. For me, me personally, when I look at sports, it's winning and losing like that sports to me. It's winning and losing. It's competing. It's it's everything to do. With you being extremely talented and focused, you know, yeah. like that's what I see with sports. Almost the epitome. Yeah. It has nothing to do with politics. Like once politics enter sports and I'm not talking about Democrat, Republican, I'm talking about favoritism. I'm talking about, we got to make sure that we got, we got to make sure that this guy gets more TV time. So, you know, Mark, we got to market him more. Like, all that shit, I don't care about none of that shit. Once you start talking that shit, I don't care. Like, I'm not a fan of any of the teams in the NBA Finals right now. I may only like one or two players. But I understand that the ratings are low because these players really aren't international stars outside of maybe one. And that's what I don't care about. Because when I watch these guys play, I'm watching for the competitiveness. I'm watching for the the focus, the extreme, extremely talented people that they are. Like that's why I'm watching. Everything else is bullshit. That's why I hate knowing that certain players get certain calls. You know, I hate. Like I said, I hate the the, the commentators only talking about certain players or talking down on certain players because they're not as important. Mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that shit. But yeah, the yeah. Olympics, yeah, you know, the Olympics are what they are. Yeah. I, I I remember always getting up for the Olympics and it's like, oh, I'm watching everything because I, I think that's, that's really the one time that, and I don't say the one time, that the majority of people are just like pro their country. And and I have to I guess I'm saying pro America because I live in America. Like that's when everybody's basically pro America, whether it's Michael Phelps or it's Serena Williams or it's the basketball team or it's the soccer team. Like, you know, as long as it's your country, you're pretty pro for them. There's a lot of it's a lot of cognitive dissonance in that because like the past four years when the orange man was in office, you could pretty much sense that a lot of people are really anti-American and like they almost, it almost feels like they hate this country. 
So I just feel like we're in an odd place right now with people wanting to be pro-American. Like, you just spent the last three or four years pretty much burning down your cities based on the fact that you feel this city, you feel this country was pretty much established on racist terms. Like, like you can't really get away from that ideal and then all of a sudden, oh, but I want America to win everything. <laughs> like, huh? Like, I know you're racist, but damn it, you better be the most dominant sports racist ever. Exactly. And that's just, that's just cognitive dissonance to me. And I'm just like, whatever. Because once again, like, why are you even trying to represent a country you don't like? You know, like, you don't like this country. Why run for them? Why lift weights for them? Why throw a hammer for them? Why play basketball for them? Why do anything for them? You don't like this country. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm past the point of saying if you don't like it, then leave. Like no. Like just live here, do what you do, but don't represent it on the world stage. Like that's odd. Yeah, I hate this country, but you know what? Got to make sure we win. Okay. Like, <laughs> but I, but I, I'm a firm believer of saying you know you can want your country, you can love your country and still want it to be better. You can love your country and still want it to be better. And sports links to that. I mean, hey, look, I can say that my country's bad, but you know, I can go kick your ass in sports. <laughs> <laughs> we run faster than you niggas. <laughs> run faster. No, I, I agree with I what you. Say, I can say, right. say, I can say, damn, it's racist over here. But y'all don't want to see us in five on five. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I give you get your squad. Get your squad. Exactly. We are running through you hoes. Like no, no. I I got you. I got you. I, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, I know people aren't that serious about hating this country. Bottom no, line, like they 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 hate the people can hate the past. Like I said, like I said about James Gunn. Like I think he's a weirdo. I definitely think those tweets that he that he put up years ago where he was on some pedo shit, they were odd. But I know that a lot of these artists are very odd, strange people. Like you see with these these Disney kids, years after being out, like they on on some child sex trafficking shit, they on some pedo shit, they in jail. Like a lot of these, a lot of these Disney kid stars are facing charges right now a lot of them are going to jail like cosby coming out they going in you know what i'm saying and that's like crazy like a lot of these hollywood a lot of these like i said a lot of these artists are weird so fortunately for me i can remove the artists from the art because if i was gonna be how can I say it? If I was going to be like real hard on everyone's past shit, I wouldn't listen to a lot of people. Like yeah. we wouldn't listen to Jay-Z. We wouldn't listen to Eminem shit. We wouldn't look at a Picasso painting. We couldn't listen to the Beatles and shit like that. Like we, if we were judging that hard, we would not be able to just enjoy what life has to offer. Like a lot of great shit comes from a dark place. Cause I think some, I think some of the best comedians are some fucked up people, you know, and I think that that is almost like the building block of their comedy, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. like I said, like, these artists are strange, they have vices, like, the, like, a lot of us have vices, man, I think that's one thing that 
really confuses me about people. Like, this girl got into some shit based on the fact that she felt this was the best way to cope. And that's what that's what she wants to lean on rather than, you know what? I just got a bad habit. Like, I got a bad habit. I chose the wrong time to do it. And, I mean, it is what it is. It hasn't affected my performance. Um, and, you know, I'm going to stand on that. But instead, like, we automatically go, go towards this I'm a victim thing. That's what kind of bothers me the most about this whole situation with the marijuana. Because I grew up in a neighborhood where, like, in the early 2000s, like, I honestly feel like, I honestly feel like all teenagers kind of go through that, but obviously we were the D.A.R.E. kids, and we thought that we were going to probably be a lot better off because we thought D.A.R.E. was going to, well, they thought D.A.R.E. would kind of pull us away from wanting to smoke weed, and it did the exact opposite, and not only <laughs> did the exact opposite, it literally led a lot of us down a very, 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 very dark path, but I do believe that there are only so many positives you can get from smoking marijuana heavily. Bottom line, like, I know a lot of weed smokers, and mm-hmm. I ain't saying that they're dumb or anything, but I do wonder, do they ever think to themselves, would my life be any different if I didn't smoke weed? And why do I smoke weed? You know? like, And when I say this, I mean people that smoke weed heavily. Like, people that probably... I think you smoke weed heavily if you take a drug test and it comes up in your drug in your drug test. Because I think if you if you're not smoking weed to that amount to that de- to that degree, traces of it won't come up in your blood. If you smoke weed one time in a month and then you go take a drug test forty five days later, I don't believe the weed will be in your system. But if you're an avid weed smoker, it's probably going to be in your system forty five days later, regardless if you try try to take shit to dilute to dilute it. Mm-hmm. So my thing is. I really wonder what heavy weed smokers are, why they do it. I've always wondered that. I've, and I've, I've heard so many stories about why people smoke, like, oh, I can't, my anxiety is super bad, and um, I can't focus, or, or, you know, whatever the reasoning may be of why you're a heavy weed smoker. And in, in this situation in particular, I try, I try to, to to look at the past compared to now. You were trying to cope with something mentally. If it was a physical cope, it makes a lot more sense to me. Because, you know, hey, you know, you, they used to give you opioids for pain. And then it's like, whoa, shit, opioids are bad. You know, so people started, you know, using marijuana, self-medicating, whatever with marijuana. If you would have told me that, I would have, I'm not going to say I would have understood, but it would have made more sense to me. You're telling me, hey, this person, you know, lost her mother. She was smoking weed to cope with that. Okay. I still, I have, I have no issue with that. Instead of drinking alcohol, instead of, you know, turning to a prostitute, instead of becoming suicidal, whatever you smoke weed to, to deal with that, to, to calm your nerves. I have no problem with that. But to me, the rules are the rules. 
if this is what if you're going to run in the Olympics, they give you a list of stuff you cannot have in your system. You cannot have that in your system. You can roll the dice and maybe they test you. Maybe they don't. But I think they test every single Olympic athlete. So you, you kind of had to know that was on the horizon. So you te- they tested you and you were positive. The consequences of you testing positive is a 30-day ban. So you're banned for 30 days. Now everybody's outraged saying that the rule needs to change. The rule needs to change. They're legalizing marijuana here, there. And so the rule needs to change. She's from Dallas. Marijuana is not legal in Texas. You can, it's, it's been, what is it, decriminalized to a certain amount? Yeah. But that might, that might just be in Houston. I don't even know if that's in Texas. I think that might just be a Houston thing. Yeah, that's not, Look, I don't think that's Texas state law, so to speak. Marijuana yeah. is still illegal. Yeah. Marijuana for, non, for non-medicinal purposes is illegal. Correct. So you can't even say, well, in my state. You can't say in my city. So why am I doing this? Why am I trying to why am I trying to make this exception of the rule for you? The consequences of your actions. Hey, if if I'm sharing my if Netflix says don't share your password and I'm sharing my password with 15 people and Netflix catches me and they's like you're permanently banned from Netflix. I can't say, "Hey Netflix, y'all need to change the rule." No, I click through the terms and agreements and without reading them, and as a consequence of me sharing my password, I'm banned for life. I have to hold that L. I can't camp. I, I mean, I can campaign for the rule to change, but wrong is wrong and right is right. There was no gray area. Let me ask you something, uh, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I, I never smoked weed in my life. Sold plenty of it, but um. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You smoked weed before? I have. Okay. I I would call you if anything, based on what what you you said. I have so you've been high a few times. When you were high, how did you feel? I felt very relaxed. I did feel very calm. Later on, I did feel hungry. Like like the, just those regular, but I did feel I did feel very relaxed. I, I remember feeling very relaxed. Did you do anything particular? Like no, nah. go out. Or you just you just stayed in one spot. Yeah, I was very stationary. Why didn't you go out? I don't think I don't think my goal was to 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 smoke weed and go out. Okay. Like like it it was it was just to to relax in the setting that I was in. Okay. Okay, kind of, kind of, just kind of vibe out, relax. Like, yeah, okay, just, I got just you. vibe out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty much a normal response to smoking marijuana. I so, I've heard people tell me, you know, a higher grade of more potent weed kind of had you like, drowsy a little bit, might have you a little sleepy. You be, you know, you get your munchies. Uh, some people, you know. Some people, um, some people's senses are hyper, like they, they, like they, like their touch shit feels different. You know, some people kind of like maybe like see differently. Maybe they see better. You know, things taste better. Um, so basically, like I said, you, you know, your your sense, your senses are are flared up. Um, mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, you kind of become a little disoriented too, depending on the potency of it. And I would imagine if you if you're not necessarily a frequent smoker, because I would imagine some people probably smoke so much that they can only get so high. Um, but I I think of weed and I think to myself, because I saw a lot of people commenting, and I think that this comment was a little odd. They kept saying things like, weed doesn't make you a better runner. And I'm like, I get what y'all saying. I mean, alcohol don't make you a better runner. Crack cocaine ain't going to make you a, a better basketball player. It's not going to make you a better baseball player. Shout out to Daryl Strawberry. But <laughs> the thing is, people forget what these controlled substances do outside of all of this stuff. And if you do any of these drugs at the wrong time, in the wrong place, you could be a harm to yourself and other people. Because I've had friends lose their lives over smoking weed. They get behind the wheel of a car and they so disoriented, they they kill themselves. Or they mm-hmm. smoke lace weed. Um, just like with alcohol. We know alcohol is legal, but you'll still be mad at somebody if they get behind the wheel of a car and they kill somebody because they, they drink heavily and so on and so forth. And if you if you if you take medication, prescription medication, you take hydrocodone or whatever, and you get behind the wheel of a car, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you can get a DUI. If you if you're swerving or whatever, and the medication has you doing what you're not supposed to be doing, that shit is dangerous. So I think people tend to forget that it's not just about feeling good. It's about the fact that a lot of this shit that y'all are doing. It has a negative. It has a negative impact. It's not just a negative impact towards sports. If you're a heavy weed smoker and then you're working at a freaking refinery or something, and you're off and on a for, off and on a forklift, I've said this before. You get behind that forklift high, you can fucking kill somebody. Like I don't care if you're one of those people that they oh, but I drink. Should I drive better? That ain't everybody. Some people drink and they don't. There's very little logic to that. It's very little logic to that. But I hear these things, and I and I'm like, people are not thinking outside of sports because they made it so political. I'm just trying. I just want people to understand that it's not really just about the rule. It's not about the job necessarily. It's about the negative effects of these drugs that we take, and we find a way to normalize it. I get it. There are some benefits to smoking weed but realistically think about it i mean they say doing shrooms in what well, you do you could do shrooms in oregon now you could do shrooms in denver yeah but bruh you do you want somebody coming do to i want somebody job? handling my money doing on shrooms come on do man. i want somebody serving me food while they're high on shrooms come on I want somebody coming into my job. I want somebody I'm dealing with. If I come across this person and we're in a professional setting, I want them to be sober. That's all I'm saying. I want I want to know that somebody I'm dealing with is coherent and sober. There is nothing wrong with wanting that standard. I don't I understand that we all have coping mechanisms. But at the same time, just because drinking alcohol is legal 
does not mean I want Jay coming into this motherfucker drunk. I don't. I'd have been on this podcast drunk before. Come on now. Come on. This is a fun setting. You could do that here. I don't require <laughs> that here. You can come on this hole with all, all kind of drugs. That ain't no. <laughs> hey, that's, that's between you and God because you're going to see them if you come with this hole <laughs> or all kind of drugs. But I'm not like, smoke all the weed you want, but at least have the discipline to know that, bruh, I'm trying to do this here job and I just, I, this period of time, I'm not about to smoke because it's a requirement for my job. A lot of y'all, a lot of these fuckers are getting vaccinated. They're getting vaccinated for jobs. You're taking an experimental drug just to keep your nine to five job. Like, and you're sitting here saying, well, you know, I'm required to take this vaccine and go back to work. I got to do what I got to do. All right. She got to do what she got to do. She can't do the drug for a period of time. Once you're done with this job and you're representing America, you can, you can do all the fucking coke you want. You can do all the drugs you want. You can drink all you want. I'm just saying, whatever. Do all that shit. I, I, I know how people feel. I get it. It's some bullshit. But the timing of it is very odd. That's all I'm saying. The timing of it. Like, we saw what was happening in the league. DeAndre Ayton go off for 40 points. They go drug test the man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Devin Booker's right. You know, this is how it goes. Like, the timing of it was odd. And I just think that if she, if this... I, the question I never had answered for me was, was it a random drug test? Because I'm like, why are you drug testing this girl? She been the fastest. Like, yeah. she, I mean, she been the fastest. And what's the problem? What what set off that alarm bell to make you say, let me drug test this woman? Like, and once again, I get it. It doesn't make you. Or, is it, or is it like, all right, boom, you qualified for the Olympics. Boom, let me do a drug test. And that's, if that's, how you know, that's across board. If that if that's how it works, then I'm sorry. She 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 fucked up. She could have got as high as she wanted to afterwards. But but from from my experience with following the Olympics, bro, heavy drug usage is a part of the culture, especially them Russians, bro. Them Russians stay roided up. They stay cheating. I mean, come on, think about do how they, many. Do they still invite the Russians to the Olympics? They shouldn't. I thought they were banned for a while. They should be banned mistaken. forever. I think they I mean, are. This isn't a historical podcast or 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 legal podcast. That's why you know a lot of the stuff we're just guessing at. But yeah, and I don't. We don't come on this podcast with with hundreds and hundreds of hours of studying shit. You know, this is a convo. It, it floats. But I but I do believe that heavy drug usage is a is a part of uh, Olympic culture, and being drug tested doesn't shock me. So I just kind of feel once again. You in that Olympic world, you got to know that you're getting drug tested at some point. And I, and I was telling somebody, like, it, she tested mar- positive for marijuana because she used something to, to dilute it or to cover it up. And that's what was traced. So I'm like, you smoking that much to where you got to, you know, basically, I guess, I think the cranberry pills, they, they, they got some type of shit out there. But you smoking weed that much and you take that, you knew you was doing something wrong. That's yeah. all I'm saying. If you if you didn't do any of that, you was just straight up just positive. Who did, if I'm not mistaken, she took like the dilutant to cover it up. That's what was traced because they test for all of that. We're talking about the Olympic board here. This is this is I think matter of fact, 
to specify, I think we are talking about the Olympic board. I don't even think that this is necessarily an American thing. This is an Olympic process. This is international. Fun fact. Russia's team team name, flag, and national anthem banned from the 2021 Tokyo Olympics as well as the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics by the Court of Arbitration for Sports, which gave out two years of sanctions on Russian sports for tampering with testing in Moscow while the laboratory was under state control. They terrible, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be they terrible. The, the Russians are terrible when that shit. Like they they want to win. They want to be better at a, better than America at all costs. But the thing about the the thing the difference between Russians and America, Russians they love that motherfucking country. From what I've seen oh, yeah. from like Mother Russia, like they will you know they will they live and die for Russia. I can't say that about Americans. I think we've it's, had. It's, so it's many, not about the individual accolades. It's about no winning for Russia. I can't say the people out there are happy. But I definitely know that they love Russia. The people out here, they seem very miserable to me. I don't even think they like this country or love this country. But shit, we can play some basketball for this whole though. And part of me thinks that that whole Olympic village, just a big orgy. A big orgy filled with drugs. I guess yeah, orgy ain't orgy if way. drugs ain't involved. Hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know the rules of orgies. Be some kind of drugs. It gotta be some type of drugs involved, bro. I mean, I've had that conversation before. I'm not a threesome type of guy, but I feel like if I was to get into that world of getting into threesomes, I'd have to probably be on some type of drug. I'd probably have to be like, how to not not in my right mind, bro? Can you imagine that you go out there and your event is on day one, but you're still there for two weeks? What if you go to the day? What if you go there to day one and you don't qualify for the next round, but you're still there for two weeks? You gonna yeah, party shooting. your ass off? Yeah, I'm shooting my shot at everything. I'm Google shooting my translate. shot. But see, you got to be careful now because a lot of a lot of these uh a lot of these lady boys they out there. These lady boys out there. And then I see the outrage behind that. And I'm kind of like, well, this person, this person was born the opposite gender. So you, you were born a man, but now you want to compete with the women. That's an unfair advantage. Your level of testosterone are elevated, and we know why. It's not because you were taking anything. It's because of, 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 natural, of nature. So it's like, I, I don't, I, again, we draw, the, where, do, where do we draw the line? Because hey, if that's, no, if no, that's no, the no case... Boundaries. No LeBron James can go Juana, man, and he could probably, you know, you could probably get him two more guys, and they could probably run through the whole, you know, women's side of the Olympic basketball. No boundaries, listeners. How many men, uh, how many women are pumping themselves full of testosterone to go compete against men in the Olympics? Please tell me a number. If you have a number, let us know that number. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. But these lady boys... Don't beg, sir. Please don't beg. Yeah, my bad. I ain't gonna beg. But if you if you got that info, let me know how many women are pumping themselves full of testosterone to go compete against men in the Olympics. I'd like to know a number. But let me tell you something. 
that is a very interesting argument when you start talking about men pumping themselves with estrogen to compete against women. Like you're taking a drug that is altering your DNA. It may not give you an advantage, but I think you're in a sense unnatural. So therefore, if you're going to to the Olympics to compete and they're testing for drugs or whatever, I don't see how you're. I don't see how they're passing. I, just, I don't think. Well, I probably we probably should have pulled up a list of banned substances, you know, if we would have thought this in advance. But since it's just a conversation, but it's like I'm pretty sure that if you're taking estrogen to feminize your hormones and your features, if you're going to go compete in the Olympics, you probably have to stop taking that. I bet because I I bet elevated estrogen levels strike a red um, cause red flag, just so like if the estrogen starts dropping, you a man again. Yeah, exactly. So you cheat. So, <laughs> so you, you you it's a catch twenty two. You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. It's like oh yeah, I'm gonna go compete in the Olympics. I need to stop taking this estrogen, but it's just like now my testosterone's going back up. <laughs> hey hey hey, how about don't? Just don't. <laughs> Just Please. sit this one out, big dog. Because I know it, it has to be illegal to be pumping TRT during the Olympic trials. Like, you can't be out here pumping yourself with testosterone to give yourself that advantage. So, once again, I think that that's a valid argument when you're talking about being – weed is trivial. That does not make you a better athlete. We know that. But some people out here coming out there as a man, competing against women, come on now, man. Come on now, man. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the, these rules need to be consistent and fair. Bottom line. Weird times, my brother. Weird times. But uh, as always, clown world never ceases to amaze me. So, yeah. Who would have thought? 2021. You got That's one flying car is out on, there. Is on the band subject. It should be. I mean, shit. You just, some men just need a little bit more testosterone. They be, they be out they fucking mind. Let's see. This says anti-estrogenic substances that are banned. So they they wiggle the rules to let these men in. Yeah. Interesting. It's almost like they want women to lose. Hey, when you're when they're having to compete against men in physical competition, where you have to 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 be basically the equivalent of a weaker man, you have to be double the strength of the strongest woman. The gymnastics there. What a time! Speaking of gymnastics, I I I, I actually. That, that their team made me interested a few years back with uh Gabby now. They that was pretty cool. That was interesting to watch. I I don't mind watching gymnastics from time. That's something to look forward to. I definitely like the swimming. Um, I do I, I do enjoy this. I can't swim, but I do I enjoy watching swimming. Yes. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. What's course, old boy's name? Of course, you get the, get me on the basketball. Who? Yeah. What's old boy's name with the with the silver hair? That was that was almost as good as Michael Phelps. Did he get caught up in some shit? Ryan Lochte. Yeah, Ryan fake, Lochte, fool ass. Fake, fake, fake being robbed or something like that. Dumbass. 
out there on his uh, what's that boy name that, that said he got robbed by the MAGA dudes? Uh, Jesse, 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 Jesse Smule, Jesse Smule. <laughs> These idiots. But yeah, man, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the Olympics, man. I mean, it gives you a reason to come, like I said, to get around, be proud of something, you know. But I don't, I don't obsess about any of it, you know. I think I, I like some of the Olympic gear that tends to come out. You know, sometimes it should be fly. Fire. Yeah, some that should be fly. Has there is there any out right now? I, I know, I know. Kim Kardashian uh, made the official Olympic underwear with her Skims brand. I know Ralph Lauren typically does the opening ceremony um, wear. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're not going to let Virgil do it. They racist. They got let Virgil. Not gonna do. Virgil. Is Virgil even American? It don't matter. <laughs> get some off USA. Get some, get you some off. Yeah, get some off white USA, man. USA mm-hmm. gear. Off, off USA, right? Off USA. That nigga, there. I mean, dude. I I seen somebody some off off white the other day. I'm just like, bro, y'all got too much money for me. Way too much. Too much money for me. I'm gonna just rock these these Giannis's and I'm gonna just write on them. Because <laughs> that's what he do. write my name in the tongue just in case somebody try to take my shoes. Yeah, you know I'm gonna do something fly. I mean, like I said, man, <laughs> I'm gonna do something some going, fly. Some gonna come out weird on that dude right there. I guarantee you, he 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 famous overnight in my opinion. I don't know much about him. I. I I was watching the shop uh the other week and I and I've learned that he made the dress that Kid Cudi wore on um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that seems fitting. Yeah, yeah. Cudi was mad that people was like kind of laughing about the Bill Cosby situation, but I think you dig a little deeper with the Bill Cosby situation. I mean, I'm gonna continue to say once again, culture, bro, like. That was the culture. Like, if you have a chance, matter of fact, if you don't mind putting in the notes, we did like the true crime Bill Cosby thing. It wasn't a super in-depth conversation, but I mean, we said some things on there that you probably didn't know about. I said some things that I had just figured out about. I found it interesting about the whole Bill's Cos- the whole Bill Cosby thing. But I mean, long story short, short, I mean, it all comes down to culture. And when you think about culture and what was popping in, during that time, it kind of makes sense. It doesn't make it right, but that's why we always talk about the slippery slope. Like, it's a lot of things going on right now that 10 to 15 years from now, somebody else is going to probably be on some shit, be, be, be suffering through something similar to Bill Cosby because, oh, you guys shouldn't have accepted that. But, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not celebrating Bill Cosby out, but he's just another celebrity to me that, I mean, they, they tend to be above the law. I mean, if you ask me, Bill Cosby definitely did that stuff. But then when you look at the way that, you know, they set up his case when they said, you know, hey, if you do this, you know, we won't prosecute you. Then it would make sense for him to confess, basically, so that you can't come back and get it off of him later. Yeah, yeah. Almost sounds like a double jeopardy type of thing. That's exactly what it sounded like to me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so, you know, you're not going to prosecute me for this? Yeah, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and this. I get, I got this in writing first. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 
Man, that dude probably got another five years left, Max. Dude can't Max. even see. Dude can't even Max. see. He can barely walk. Yeah, he was up there looking pitiful. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they know something we don't know, but Bill Cosby being released ain't gonna make or break my day. It's just, it just, it's just another. Thing. It's just something else to meme about. Y'all gonna be all right, Cuddy. You gonna be all right. You just, you know, you gonna be all right, Cuddy. But um, just hum through it. Just hum through it, bro. And please put out some decent music, cause uh, you've been struggling lately. You've been struggling. This yeah, kid, I don't. I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't right. even re- I don't even remember anything off Man on the Moon Three. Nothing. I forgot there was a Man on the Moon Three. Nothing. Good lord. So yeah, I, I've noticed that with a lot of these celebrities, bro. They tend to, like I said, man, when they losing, they know how to find that limelight, dog. And <laughs> does anybody even know what song he was performing when he put on that dress? No idea. Exactly. Exactly. That's when you know it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle when all you remember is the image and, and there's no message behind it. You just, you see it, but you're like, what was going on? What are we, what are we supposed to do with this? Nothing. Okay. Moving on. Um, hey, as always, it's a joy to be here. You know, whether Jay has hat hair or not, doesn't matter. Still cool because um, we weren't even supposed to report this episode. Wow, (laughs) was she the motivation for this episode? Uh, She just needs a shout out. Brand is strong, okay. Okay, um, yeah, you know, 200 something episodes. (laughs) I don't know where we are. 215 ish. 215 ish. And if we go on Spotify, we have no idea what to do besides press play. Uh, But if you're on on SoundCloud, you know you can leave a comment there. If we say something that grinds your gears, I guarantee you going on SoundCloud is probably the easiest way to get both of our attentions, but even easier is messaging messaging us on the Instagram platform. Uh, We take criticism pretty well. we're not sensitive people. Right. Um, oh God. If you're on Apple iTunes, please subscribe. I'm begging you. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> rate us. When you rate us, it makes it easier for you to for other people to find us when they put in no boundaries podcast. And um This is very true. When you do leave a rating and people go search no boundaries podcast, it puts us closer to the top of the list. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um it's a hot it's a hot year um it's a hot year very very hot year like bro hot hot um and with that being with, with that with that in mind just um enjoy being inside listening to this episode hopefully um i, I definitely hope that you guys enjoy your fourth of july uh i hope you guys just i mean i hope a lot of you guys are getting to enjoy a three-day weekend and by the time you listen to this it's probably coming to an end but either way i hope you enjoyed it i hope you didn't lose anyone you loved this week and if you did rest in peace to those people um my words of advice i'll try to change it up this time (laughs) although it is around the same theme as protect your seed you know, I'm seeing a lot of things. I'm seeing a lot of articles come out where women and in general and people in general are just like 
becoming baby haters. Like they're like becoming like resentful of having children and looking at children as burdens and just knowing that a lot of us are raising kids in that environment where kids aren't really seen as special anymore. You know, just know that I guarantee you like children aren't the burden that you think they are. And hopefully people out there that have children and somewhat resent them, I really hope that they they find the find it in their hearts to understand that, you know, having kids is something special. And that's why I always say protect your seed. So, yeah, I just wanted to add something to the, my reoccurring message. And with all that, I'm going to pass the mic to Jay. I really didn't have words of advice. Um but uh, during yours, you really did bring up something that was kind of loosely related. And by loosely, I mean very loosely related. And it reminded me of a Big Sean lyric where he said that he realized that everything he had. Oh, hold on. Let me just quote the lyrics since I'm here. I'm surprised you he didn't notice says, you off the top of your head. You a fucking walking around, book. He says... You find out that everything you had was everything you missed. And I, I might have used that before, but, you know, it just seems fitting in this day and age when, as we talk about, you know, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, have your off-white and, you know, fake it till you make it kind of kind of lifestyle that we go, going on because you feel that you're missing out and yet you're not a part of the quote-unquote culture because you don't have these things. But maybe everything you have is exactly what you need. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm still waiting for you to get that get that Pulitzer, man. Shooting from the hip on that one. I'll shoot yeah, from the hip. I like that, man. It's bars right there. When we when we get the next JS, is it coming or is, is life just too good for you to, to drop a JS? You know, I was thinking about that too. It's like JSs usually come in a state of turmoil. Hey. Like they rarely come in a state of perceived happiness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've listened to um, I was listening to sports uh, with Katie Nolan, uh, ESPN podcast. It was basically thirty minutes of her talking about her depression the other day, and I was like, man, I felt for her because it's it's obvious, and she's like throwing it in your face, but it's really tongue in cheek because she laughs about it. But this was just kind of a genuine, hey, I have depression. I have ADD or whatever. And it's really eating me up at this moment in time because she was supposed to have a guest on her podcast and she dropped the ball and and now she was just super depressed about it but had to do her show anyways. And so, and it just, and I think I I even messaged you about it when I said, you know, on a previous episode we had talked about I think this might have been even the episode with feet where we talked about, you know, sadness usually has a root and depression usually has, you know, you really don't know where it comes from. But listening to that podcast, it was like, you know, her depression rooted from not being happy with yourself. Like she's not happy with herself. Like I sit here, I see this little, you know, this, I can't say little, she's my age or, or, or older. You know, this white white woman who, you know, has this great job at ESPN. She's dating one of the actors from Billions. Great show. She has this great bubbly little personality. It's like, oh, I can see myself hanging out with her in person. But 
deep down, she really just isn't happy with herself. <clears throat> and a lot of that, you know, when people say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just, I just sleep so much and I don't know why. And, you know, I'm just not happy. And I just, you know, have these feelings of, of depression. It's because in some aspect of your life, you're just not happy with yourself. So that really takes makes me take a step back and look at those state of mind that I was in when I listened to all of them and and just kind of take myself back to that moment in time. And I don't know. You might get a I don't know to be continued. 